This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are taking on the Seattle Mariners this weekend. The series started on Friday night with a 3-1 win for Seattle. That came on the heels of an outstanding series with the Houston Astros that saw the Indians take two out of three. And heading into play on Friday night, the Indians were in first place in the American League Central, albeit that was a tenuous spot early in the season. The Chicago White Sox off to a good start. They came into play on Friday night just a half game back. Coming up on this week's show, we will visit with the left side of the Indians' infield, Francisco Lindor, the Indian shortstop, and Jose Ramirez, the tribe's third baseman, both off to tremendous starts at the plate and playing that high-level caliber defense as well. And they have been a key part of the Indians' good start so far in the month of April. We'll also check in with tribe closer Cody Allen, get his thoughts on a hot start for him. He's 5-for-5 five five in save situations. We'll have a weekly farm report with Indians Director of Player Development, James Harris. But coming up next, to get us started, it's a look back at the Week in Review after this timeout as we get rolling with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Time for our Week in Review. And after an off day on Monday with the Indians returning from a road trip, They took on the Houston Astros in the opener of a three-game series on Tuesday night. The Astros won it by a final score of 4-2. Then on Wednesday, one of the better games of the young season, a 7-6 Tribe win over Houston, and the Indians would get things going early. First inning, Michael Brantley at the plate. McCullers comes set, hands held, chest high, checks second and fires. And Bradley with a high drive. Deep left center field. On the run is Reddick. At the wall, leaps, and he can't make the catch. Ball bangs off the wall. In to score Santana. Stopping at third is Lindor. And Bradley crashes a double off the wall in left center. And the Indians have a one nothing lead. Still in the first inning, after an Edwin Encarnacion sacrifice fly made it 2-0, Jose Ramirez continued his hot start. The next pitch, swung on, fly ball, medium deep left center, on the run is Reddick, dives, he can't make the catch, ball kicks off his glove, rolls toward left, into second with an RBI double as Ramirez as Brantley can walk home. 3-0 Indians on the RBI double to left center by Jose Ramirez. And give Ramirez his fifth double and a team high 18 RBIs. And the Indians, off one of the best young arms in the American League, have erupted for three here in inning number one, and there is still only one man out. Houston picked up two runs in the fourth inning to make it a 3-2 to two ball game, but then in the fifth, Michael Brantley came through again. McCullers with a long look in at McCann. Now he's ready. His 2-1 pitch. Swung on. Bounce past the shortstop. In the left field. A base hit. 
One run is in, rounding third, heading for home and scoring as well is Frankie Lindor. It's a two-run single for Michael Brantley, and the Indians now lead it 5-2. Infield in, ideal for Brantley, and he slapped it past a diving Carlos Correa, and it's a three-RBI night for Brantley. Now with 15 on the season. Once again, though, the Astros would pull to within one at 5-4 to four with two runs in the top half of the sixth inning. But in the bottom of the sixth, the Indians got those runs right back. Carlos Santana with a big double extending the Indians' lead. Now the 0-1. Swung and rocketed into right base hit near the line. It'll go all the way to the wall. Extra bases for Santana. Head first slide and a two-run double as Kipnis and El Monte both scored. Oh, what a critical two-out, two-run double down the right field line by Carlos Santana. What a mammoth hit. And the Indians have that breathing room one more time. Third time tonight. They've led by three runs. Now it's the Indians seven, the Astros four. Then in the seventh, Andrew Miller was on and worked himself into a bases-loaded jam, but worked himself right out of it. Miller's ready, the 2-2. Swing and a miss. Got him with a slider. Boy, what a big strikeout for Andrew Miller. Correa strikes out with the bases loaded. Two down, second strikeout, but you're not out of the woods yet. Here's Brian McCann. Now the pitch. Slider got him looking. How about that? Andrew Miller. It never seems to matter what kind of a jam he is in. He never gets rattled. He never loses his composure. And it seems like he always finds a way to get out of it. What a performance by Andrew Miller. Bases loaded. One out. And nobody was able to score. Miller strikes out the side. Leaves the bases loaded. And we go now to the bottom of the seventh. Stretch time at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario with a score, Cleveland 7 and Houston 4. Houston wouldn't go away easily. They picked up two unearned runs in the eighth inning off of Brian Shaw to make it a one-run ball game at 7-6. to six. But Cody Allen had no trouble closing things out in the ninth. Well, if you're Cody Allen, do you throw him that hook again? Try to back foot him with it? The 2-2 pitch. Curveball got him swinging. Ball game. And so Cody Allen strikes out Brian McCann to end it. And a wild one here tonight ends up in an Indians win. So the Indians have held off the Houston Astros 7-6 in a very entertaining ball game that saw the Indians three different times have a three-run lead, and three different times, Houston would close the gap to a run. Good win for the Indians here tonight. So the Tribe had the 7-6 to six win to square the series at one win apiece, and this is a series that heading into it, you had to figure both teams with playoff aspirations would put together uh, some good baseball, and I think that's exactly what we saw. Two teams that know they are going to be good ball clubs over the course of the season, and they played like it this past week. So on Thursday night, the rubber match of the three-game series, Corey Kluber on the hill for the Tribe in a jam in the first inning. 
but some good defense always helps. Full count. Bases loaded, two down. Traveling time for the Astros. And Kluber trying to get out of it. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on, hit to right and deep. Back goes El Monte at the wall. He made the catch. Slams into the wall. Hangs on. Does a fist pump. And Kluber gets out of it. Oh, what a top of the first inning. And a heck of a grab by Abraham El Monte. Then in the fifth inning, Almonte contributed offensively with the Indians down 3-1. to one. He would come through. Mike Fires will go back to work on Abe Almonte. And the Indians left fielder leans into one, drives it high and deep right center, and it's a home run, Abraham Almonte. First home run on the season for Almonte. And the Tribe pulls to within one. It's now a 3-2 to two ball game. Then it was on to the seventh. The Indians still trailing three to two. Francisco Lindor with another big blow late. Now the set by the right-hander Davinsky. And the 2-0 pitch to Lindor. Swung on and built it to deep right center. Away, back and gone. Francisco Lindor, a two-run blast into the bullpen in right center. Off the unhittable, Chris Davinsky. And the Cleveland Indians have the lead over the Houston Astros on one swing of the bat. Then in the top half of the ninth inning, some drama. Jose Altuve reached leading things off, but he would test the throwing arm of Jan Gomes trying to steal second. Now the set by Allen, hands belled high. Delivers. Runner goes. Pitch high and wide. Gomes, great throw to second. Tag. Got him! Lindor slapped the tag on the sliding Altuve. What a throw by Gomes. Wow, has he made two great throws tonight. Well, Jan Gomes showing why he is such a valuable asset. That proved to be a huge caught stealing for the Indians as the Astros would put the tying and go-ahead runs on base. But Cody Allen... On to try and save a one-run ball game. Got things done in the end. Cody Allen, who had an incredible October to remember. Ten games in the postseason. No runs allowed. 24 strikeouts. Now the 2-2 pitch to McCann. Swing and a miss. Ball game. He chased a curveball in the dirt. And Cody Allen does it again. How about that? Astros at first and third, one out, and Cody Allen gets the numbers three and four hitters to end this ball game, and ending it with a curveball in the dirt that McCann chased for a game-ending strikeout. What a series here in April between two of the real juggernauts in all of baseball. The Indians win the series, and they win the game four to three. So the Indians had a 4-3 to win, and they take the series two games to one over Houston. Seattle came to town on Friday night, and it was all Seattle pitching in the series opener, a 3-1 to Mariners win over the Tribe. That's our weekend review. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come as we continue with Tribe Talk. We'll visit with the Indians' left side of the infield, Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez, after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. 
Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us this weekend for Baseball Talk on the radio. Been a good homestand. The Indians taking two out of three from Houston in a hotly contested series earlier this week. They did drop the opener to the Seattle Mariners on Friday night by a score of 3-1. to one. Well, Francisco Lindor's been off to a tremendous start this season. He came into play on Friday night with six homers and 14 runs driven in. Home run number six proved to be the game winner, a two-run blast in the seventh inning on Thursday night that gave the Indians a 4-3 to three win over the Astros. He was facing an outstanding relief pitcher in Chris Davinsky, and he talked about his approach against a reliever with an outstanding changeup. I mean, I saw the the first at bat. I saw the I saw three changeups, and I was I knew what they were gonna do. You know, you have an idea how the pitch is gonna break, and uh, just I, I went up to the plate looking for a good pitch to hit somewhere up something up in the zone, not too high because that's usually why he throws the, the high fastball and you can't catch up to it. But I was looking something more bell high where I could just drive the ball, hit it somewhere hard. I wasn't trying to hit a home run, and. Uh, the changeup we started at it where I wanted it. It just ended up dying a little bit, um, but I still got the barrel to it, and uh, I was I was glad uh, I got the barrel to it. And not often you see a relief pitcher twice in the same game, especially late in the game. That perhaps the biggest difference there that allowed you to have success? Yeah, I mean he I saw him the bat before with a man on third base, and he he threw me his best pitches, and then now I saw him again with a man on first base late in the game. And he was going to throw me the same, his best pitch, you know. He was going to try to get me out. And uh, I just, you know, you, uh, you see him once, you study him, and then you hope that uh, he continues to do what, what he was doing and and you, you make it your, your part of your plan. From a fan's perspective, great series to watch between the Indians and Houston. From a player's perspective, and especially the fact that, that you know some of those players over there, how enjoyable was it for you to play those last three oh, nights? It was, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. They uh, they uh, um, just playing with a bunch of young guys is it, it, fun, and and the way they they're playing the game right now is is very good. You know, they 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 got a good team. I think they could be um, in the playoff, and uh, it was fun competing against them. Knowing it was Correa, um, Otuve, Springer, Alex Cora was there, Beltran was there. It's always it's always fun playing against them. A lot of those names you mentioned, you spent some quality time with during spring training with Team Puerto Rico, and, and did that make it that much more special to, to play against them? And yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure. You, you get to know them, and then when you see them again, you, you're happy that you get to see them, and you're happy that uh, you're going to be playing against them. So, so it's always it's always a pleasure. It's always a, um, a very good experience playing against them because they they make you get the best out of you. We're recording this. Uh, Way before game time, there's some infield practice going on. Do we have a new shortstop? Is there someone after your job? Yeah, yeah. Kip, Kip is working hard over there. He looks really good. <laughs> he, he's making me, he's making me kind of go, want to go out there and do it again. <laughs> Francisco Lindor joining us. Uh, you look at, at how your season has gone so far, and, and uh, obviously a great start for you. And it seems like the team is really settling in nicely. Are you happy with how things are going now the last week to ten days or so? Yeah, yeah. The guys are getting more more um, used to each other. And um, we are here to compete and um, help each other out. And that's what we're doing right now. Everybody's enjoying the ride. Um, I know we got a long way to go, but this is when you start building team chemistry, when things aren't going your way. 
And um, we did that at the beginning of the season. We built team chemistry. We got better, and uh, it's just a matter of continuing uh, riding the highway. All right, Francisco, thanks for the time. Right, thank you. That's Indian shortstop Francisco Lindor. What a start it has been for him with the average most of the time up over 300 and hitting with some power and playing that usual good defense. And his partner on that left side of the infield, Jose Ramirez at third base now after starting the season at second base. He has been equally outstanding with better numbers. Heading into play on Friday night, Ramirez was third in the American League in batting with a 342 average. Hit a home run Friday night. He now has six home runs, and he's driven in 19, which ties him for league high honors with Nelson Cruz of the Mariners. So what a start it has been for Ramirez, who's building off an outstanding season a year ago, really his first full major league season as a regular. We had a chance to visit with him earlier this week. And uh, for Jose, the, the English coming slowly, and uh, mainly Spanish for him. So we also use Anna Bolton, who is the translator for the Cleveland Indians. And we talked to Jose about building off a great season last year. And if he's getting more comfortable, the more experience he has gained. No, no. Um, you know, I've worked really hard, and I've dedicated myself to working hard so that I can get good, uh, good results. And something you have to focus on what you can control, and a lot of that is mental preparation, so that you know that you're going to be prepared uh, to do well in every single moment. And the power numbers are up a little bit, and I know a lot of times that it's experience. You learn what you can do at the plate, and and as a result, you can hit with more power. Not necessarily stronger, but just the way your swing is. And is that the case with him? Um, you know, I'm really young. I'm only 24 years old, and I'm still maturing, and I'm getting stronger by working out more in the weight room. And I've been getting good pitches, and thank God I've been having uh, getting good swings on those pitches. You're back at third base after a stint at second base. They're both on the infield. Some people, I'm sure, would think that it's easy to go back and forth between the two. But what are the challenges between second base and third base and trying to play them both well? Um, you know, I mean, it really isn't that hard because it's they're all infield positions, so they're almost all the same. You have to focus on the hitter. You have to have an idea of what kind of battery is. Some guys hit grounders. Some guys are pull hitters. Uh, you have to know where they're gonna, where you can expect them to hit the ball, and it's all about preparation and being prepared for the team that you're facing. In spring training, you sign a long-term contract that's going to keep you with the Indians for quite some time now. What did that mean to you to be able to do that at this stage of your career, to have some security with a team that, that has given you that opportunity of a play? Um, you know, this is the first team that believed in me. I'm, I'm really happy that I'm with this, that I signed that contract, because this is the first team that believed in me ever since I was a kid. This is the first team that's given me a big contract, and I'm happy for all that the organization um, has done for me, and I thank God for everything that the organization has done for me. Jose Ramirez joining us with translation from Anna Bolton. A couple more. Uh, last year, Mike Napoli was here, and I know you guys had seemed to have a good relationship. What did he mean to you at helping you develop into a real solid major league player? Did he have a, a real positive impact on him? 
Yo le agradezco mucho a Napoli porque él me ayudó bastante. Um, you know, I'm really thankful for Napoli because he helped me. Um, he's a veteran with a lot of time, a lot of experience, and he's able to give you confidence when he believes in you. Um, I'm thankful for him because he was a really good teammate and he helps me in a lot of ways, and there are really few people in the world that are like him. And now, with that said, this year Edwin Encarnacion is on the ball club, and obviously his track record speaks for itself. What are his initial impressions of Edwin and how he's fitting in on, on this year's team? Edwin's a wonderful player, a wonderful teammate, um, and he's really important for us as well because we speak the same language and we can understand each other, and so he has a big influence on us. And team-wise, obviously a great run through the postseason a year ago. What has him excited about what this year's team could possibly do as the season moves on? Um, you know, of course, the contract has me really excited for this season because it's another step for me and for my family. Um, as for last season, the World Series was incredible and um, really disappointing that we lost at the end, but inspiring for me to know that we made it there. Um, and that's what we're focused on, giving our, the best of ourselves this season so that we can get back to the World Series again because, in reality, that's my dream, to win the World Series. Jose, gracias. That's Jose Ramirez with translating help from Anna Bolton. And always great to catch up with Jose, who's really putting together a fine season again. And still very much a young player. Look at the youth on that left side of the infield for the Indians. And Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez, two of the better left side infielders in the American League. And yet uh, both of them still on the short side of 25. So that's uh, great news. Uh, a lot of good things to come in the future for them with the Cleveland Indians. Also a big plus for the Tribe in the early season, the work of the bullpen. That's been expected. And closing things out on most nights for the Indians in a tight ball game is Cody Allen. He's been tremendous so far, and we'll visit with him when we return as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, tying run at second, four to three Indians. Cody Allen, pitch number 25 of the inning, forthcoming. Here it is. Swing and a miss! Ball game! Got him with a high fastball. After back-to-back doubles, Cody Allen strikes out the next three Rangers. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us this weekend as uh, we join you from the Indians' home ballpark. It doesn't seem like we've been here that much this season so far, but great to be around this weekend as the Indians are taking on the Seattle Mariners. Well, Cody Allen notched two more saves this week. He's five for five in save situations, and the Indians' closers off to a tremendous start. Nine innings of work. He has struck out 18 while walking just one, picking up where he left off in the postseason, where he was absolutely tremendous. And he's really settled into that closer's role for the Indians. Came on and earned a save on Wednesday night. We caught up with him the next day, and uh, he had been off for a while, only appearance in five days for him and picking up that save on Wednesday against Houston. But he said sometimes that, that time off is okay, and he still feels sharp here in the young season. Yeah, I think it was one of those times where... We're playing a really, really good team who's playing very good baseball right now. Um, you know, it's just Tito's the best in baseball, managing the bullpen. Felt like it was one of those times to kind of get some guys in early or maybe in a little bit different spots. Uh, and fortunately, it worked out for us. 
And I know in the past there's been some times where you've thrown more than that one inning and you've liked it because it's it's helped you kind of get some pitches going. And I don't know if last night was that case, but can it be a benefit for you sometimes? Absolutely. I think especially with the five days off uh, I had before last night, being able to go in and face a hitter before you go out for you know just kind of feeling out you know your stuff for that night. Um, so being able to go out and get in a competitive situation getting out and then come in and uh, to be able to go back out after already facing hitter, kind of getting the juices flowing a little bit. It was uh, it, it was nice to having a little bit of an extended outing last night. And you're off to a real nice start. I know at the end of spring training you said you felt good, which was something that you had to kind of check on during the spring based on the workload last year. What's allowed your stuff to be so good, at least to, to get some very strong results here early on? Just trying to be consistent. We have a great staff. We have tons of resources at our disposal um, from you know our, our athletic training staff strength and conditioning staff our our diet you know everything um, so we have a lot of resources that you know are at our disposal and to use properly and getting a good routine you know you just kind of get in a good rhythm and just go from there and just the nature of the game but there haven't been too many games early on where there's been the, the Miller, Shaw, Allen, or, or some combination of, of those three. Nice to, to get that going again, and does that bring back some good feelings from a year ago? I think it's whenever you can hand the ball off to our bullpen with the lead, we're going to feel really good about it. You know that, that bullpen, the length down there and the quality of arms down there from one through seven is, is really, really good. You know, from... From Miller to, to Boone to Nick Goody to McAllister, I mean, every single one of those guys knows exactly what they're doing. They give you quality innings every time out. So if you can give those guys a lead or if, we, if, if it can be, even be a tight ball game in the fifth, sixth inning, um, you know, our guys are going to more often than not be able to hold it right there. And with our offense, you know, you can throw up a big number at any point uh, and, and come back and, and win a baseball game. Tribe closer Cody Allen joining us. A save in last night's game and, and part of the the keys to victory last night, the work of Michael Brantley at the plate. He's back. Jason Kipnis has come back. And when you look at the lineup, those two being back in there, you've been around as long as they have, it seems like, uh, as part of this team. Uh, what's it like to, to see them come back from some injury issues, especially Michael Brantley, who missed so much time? To see Brantley back in the lineup is its a huge credit to him and his work ethic. He's been chomping at the bit for a long time. He's worked his tail off to get back to where he is. And every bit of success and every accolade and every every compliment anybody's ever said about him, he's earned every every bit of that because the guy's a true professional. He works his tail off every day. He's the same guy every day. And on top of all that, he's extremely talented. Um, so it's really nice to see him back in the lineup. And it's really nice to have Kip back in there, too. He brings a lot of energy. Uh, he's a leader on this team. Uh, he plays the game really, really hard. Uh, he's a guy that you just... Every team could use a guy like Jason Kipnis. Unfortunately, we have the only one. And when you watch these games from a distance out in the bullpen, those two are back. And when Encarnacion hasn't quite taken off, do you feel like the, the offense is just kind of scratching the surface so far? Yeah, I feel like that, that lineup has not even come close to hitting their full potential. Um, you know, you got a few guys, you know, struggling and then a few guys swinging the bat well. And it's just, you know, that's part of a 162-game season. There's going to be times where guys are slumping and other guys are going to need to step up and, and get big hits and pick your team up. And uh, fortunately enough, we have enough good players in our lineup where we feel like even when we're not playing the greatest baseball, we can scratch and claw out some wins. So fortunately, we can continue to do that until, uh, you know, until everybody kind of hits their stride and 
uh, we get into a stretch where we start playing really good baseball for a long period of time. You mentioned the length of the season, and, and I remember very early on last year you said, hey, it's not a six-month season, it's a seven-month season, and you're starting to get some good starting pitching here. How important can that be at the back end for the bullpen to, to have some limited innings early on with the idea that they might be needed later? Yeah, you just, I think especially this early in the season, but each season has its own challenges and it shapes its way differently. You know, last year in the month of June, you know, it seemed like the bullpen got an entire month off because the rotation was so good. They went out there and every single night it was eight innings. Um, so th- they'll be, you know, at some point throughout the season, whether it's it's August, May, September, uh, that rotation's too good not to go out there and just kind of a few turns through, just dominate. And, uh, and that's, you know, at times like that, it's extremely beneficial to your bullpen, especially when you go into October. You know, we still have to play baseball to get there. But last year, it, it, fortunately for us, we kind of had a three weeks off there in the month of June, and it paid dividends for us down the stretch. All part of a team with some high expectations, certainly, as the season gets rolling here at the end of April. Cody Allen, thanks so much for coming by. appreciate it. Thanks, Rosie. That's Indians closer Cody Allen. About as rock solid as you can be at the back end of a bullpen right now for the Cleveland Indians. Stay with us when we return. We'll have our weekly farm report with Indians Director of Player Development, James Harris. That comes your way next after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland for our final segment of this week's show. And as always, we visit with James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development, a farm report each week for you. And uh, this week, James had a chance to take in some games down in Lynchburg, Virginia, the Indians Carolina League affiliate, the Lynchburg Hillcats. And that is a high A league, so players starting uh, to get a little bit closer to where they want to be, and that's reached the major leagues. And uh, it was James's first trip to Lynchburg since taking over in his new position, and he gave his impressions of what he saw with the Indians' high single-A club. I was really impressed with being able to see the guys and the people around the team. They're really bought in. They have a, a fan base that knows baseball very well, and they they are dialed into the guys that are there. They're, they they know them by name. They know their positions, and they have developed a good group around our team uh, to support them. So it's, it's been really cool. And you have a, a manager who's new to that level, but certainly not new to the system in Tony Manzolino. And uh, just in, in being able to get to know him a little bit, what are some of his strengths in dealing with kids at that level of development in the system? Well, Manzo, as we call him, is one of our, our leaders who can help players understand what it takes day in and day out to get better. Um, he's a he's an authority figure for those guys, and and it's kind of when you're in the Carolina League, you're you're starting to figure out that you're really good at baseball. I mean, you, you kind of think that you're really good, but at that stage, you you really see because it thins out a little bit that you're you're really good. And he's able to help guys understand what it takes to continue to play at this level and, and push themselves forward. When we take a look at some specific players, we'll start on the position player side, and at the young end of the spectrum, Jod Carter, an outfielder. And what have you seen from him, obviously, very early in the season? Yeah, Job brings energy to the to the park every day. He works really hard. He's a great teammate. Uh, he's from, from Hawaii, so he's, he's kind of laid back. Um, but he, he's a guy who, who, who battles at the plate every single day, works hard in the outfield, runs hard, 
um, is a great example, even though he's one of our younger players on that team. He's only 20 years old. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he, he brings us in the future. And that when you talk about 20 years old in the Carolina League, that's a push, isn't it? Isn't that a, for a younger player a real challenge for them? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I think of where I was at 20 years old, it was not playing at the, in the Carolina League away from my family, having to be re- responsible for myself on a day-in-and-day-out basis and produce on the baseball field. So he's able to do that at, at 20 years old, and, uh, and we're excited about his progress. One of the, the great names in the system, Sicknarf Loopstock, is uh, someone who started this season at uh, the single-A level of the Carolina League. And I know it moves around a little bit, but uh, what do you see in him? Well, Sicknarf is, is, number one, the fan favorite there in Lynchburg. So everyone, when he comes up, up to the plate, everyone kind of knows his name and, and, and knows who he is. But he's a very vers- versatile athlete. Um, he catches for us. He plays first base. He's really athletic. Um, he's a guy who can, can move around, around the field for us, and that, that creates value for himself and for the team. And a little bit more experienced in terms of age-wise, Kai Tom, who I know we saw a little bit in spring training on the major league side. He had an opportunity to play in some games. And uh, what do you see there with Kai Tom? Yeah, uh, Kai's a lot like uh, Jod, where he's a hard worker. He battles at the plate, um, brings energy every single day, runs hard. Uh, he's, 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 a, he's a good guy for us. Um, and and since he's a little bit older, and when I say old, I say 23 years old. That's not that's not even old for this level. But he's older in, in relation to the guys around him. He's more of a leader figure for those guys. Uh, guys look to him uh, as as he sets the standard. Moving on to the mound, and uh, again we're visiting with James Harris, the Indians director of player development, talking Lynchburg this week at the Carolina League level, the higher single A entry for the Indians. Tristan McKenzie. Here's the numbers: three starts, uh, very latest. He's two and one, an ERA of 1.72. Numbers a lot of times don't don't tell the, the story in the minor leagues, but uh, you had a chance to visit with him for quite a bit. And, and what were your impressions of what is a, a good young prospect pitching-wise in the system? Yeah, I'll give you a number, 19 years old. <laughs> so he's one of the youngest players in the entire league. So he's coming in and trying to understand what it is to, to be a, a professional athlete. I mean, like I said, he's 19 years old, putting up great numbers, but doing the things off the field to give himself an opportunity to do that day in and day out. What he's also learning in the Carolina League is that he can he can stretch himself from that fifth inning to sixth inning to, to give himself the the full complete outing that we're looking for. He's starting to, to be able to do that, and we're excited to see him. And another pitcher down there that said worth noting early in the season off to a real nice start after three starts, and I hope I pronounce his name right, Ching Xiao Chang. And uh, how about his background, and then what's he done so far? Yeah, oh, he's he's. He's impressed at, at this point. He comes in and, and gives you complete outings. Uh, players rally behind him. He's a he's kind of a, a silent assassin. Um, he's he's coming around, getting the English uh, English language, just dominating that, starting to get better in that area as well as what he's doing uh, on on the mound. The great thing about him is that you can't really tell if he's doing great or if he gave, gave up a home run because he's so stoic and he just goes out there and competes every single day. So, and that's what's impressive to myself as well as his teammates. And so far, not many runs allowed on the part of Chang. Uh, from Lynchburg, you, you kind of changed gears, went down to the Dominican and checked out spring training for the Indians-Dominican Summer League entry. And uh, how did things go down there for you? Yeah, we started. We opened the facility. Things were, were good. Players were excited to get back. The only negative, it, it rained every day that we were there. So it's kind of hard to get on the field. But we were able to get in the cages. We were able to help start education with our players. We start to talk about 
day in and day out what what those days look like, how to eat to be a professional athlete, how to how to stay hydrated, things like that. Um, when we weren't able to get on the field, but when we were able to, to get in the cages, guys are excited and 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 starting their process for this year. And from time to time, and closing, uh, we'll talk to James about his background, some unique perspectives here because of. Uh, some of the different areas that he's worked in professional sports and most notably on the football end of things at the NFL level with the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, this week in Cleveland and then throughout the NFL a big deal for a lot of teams because it's the annual draft and now that you're in player development on the baseball side and have been for a couple of years uh, how big a difference is draft day in the NFL compared to Major League Baseball especially how quickly players get to, to that highest level. I guess the biggest difference is when you draft a player in the NFL, you draft him now in April, he's going to play for you in August. So you can you can recognize those guys. Those guys have played college football. They're on TV every single day. There are a lot of big names. In college, I'm sorry, in baseball, the guys we're drafting, most people haven't heard of. You may have heard of the guys at the top, but you haven't heard through all of them. And once we draft them, you won't see them at the major league level to five, for five to six years. So that's why there is player development, and that happens over the course of time. So, so those guys can become those major leaguers um, in time to come. Fun times, though, in, in the NFL draft day? It, it's amazing. It's, <laughs> it, it's just as fun as it is on TV. TV Dan. I mean, it's not even a game being played. You're just picking names, but everyone's excited about it. And as a new Browns fan, I'm excited to see what we're going to do with our, our two first-round picks. It should be interesting to be sure it always is. James, thanks a lot for coming by. We'll catch up with you again next week. Yeah, thank you for the time. Looking forward to it. That's Indians Director of Player Development, James Harris, filling us in on some things going on in the Indians minor league system. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us this week. And we hope you can join us again next weekend when we will be in Kansas City as the Indians will be in the midst of a lengthy road trip. The middle stop takes us to Kansas City in a series with the Royals. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. Access the number one care in Ohio anytime, anywhere. By Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By KeyBank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 